Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. I want to speak with you about the day that everything changed. The day that everything changed. I was reading in John, not necessarily a typical passage that you think for Christmas, but when I read it, I said, that's the day everything changed. It's John 1, and I just want to read one verse, just one verse, one verse, one verse. John 1 and verse 17, we, we read John 1 all the time, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and we read verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of unto the only begotten son. We read that all the time, but verse 17 captured me. Verse 17 caught my attention. Verse 17 just jumped off the page at me. It said, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It says, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I, I found this so interesting because if you all would just go back and journey with me to Alexander Graham Bell, it was in the 1800s, Jeremiah, that he actually was credited with having the patent for creating the telephone. He had a gentleman, they were in competition together. In fact, he put his patent in a couple of days later, but he was too late. Somebody said too late. But he was credited with having created the telephone. And the interesting thing about the telephone, Gabriel, is that it was designed to create some communication. It was designed so that people could talk, people could speak to one another, because they had then what was called the telegraph. And the problem with the telegraph is it took too long to get the message to somebody. And so by the time they had gotten and heard what needed to be said, it was probably already over or it just didn't matter anymore. But what happened is they created the telephone and, and then it came about that because they were trying to improve the communication process, they moved from the telephone from having a direct line. In other words, they had a direct line where wires were run, Jemiah. They ran wires from one place to the other so that they could communicate and they were a direct line. But the thing with the direct line is it meant that that wire had to come from me to you. And the only way that we could talk is if you got that wire. So they realized that that meant that I only had one wire. And because I only had one wire and could only talk to that one person, we need to open up some kind of lines where we could have an exchange. Somebody said an exchange. And so they welcomed what was called the telephone exchange. Now, in the telephone exchange, it allowed there to be where individual lines could be connected to each other through a central location. So now you could have more than one line running. Um, they were all inside of a central location. And then they realized, well, what if we could take this line and move it over to this line? And when this one rang, we could move it over here. So they said, we create what was called the switchboard. 
and they start having switchboard operators and they would facilitate the conversation and move one line to the next line. And, but the problem with that is that there was a shortage on copper and, and so they didn't have as many lines that were needed. And also what occurred is they invented what was called the party line. Now, some of y'all remember the party line. I ain't going to say nothing because Clairol and L'Oreal can't tell us. So we don't know that y'all remember the party line. Yeah, I see you laughing. They just chuckling. They remember the party line. The, the, the issue, though, with the party line is the party line wasn't private. So you could be on the line talking, and all of a sudden somebody else came through, and they start talking, too. And I understand with the party line, you have to keep saying, no, no, I'm on the phone. I'm on. In fact, when the party line was out, they had to create a law that mandated if a person got onto the line and said emergency, you had to get off. Because what was happening is somebody was talking on the phone, just having their own conversation, and someone else needed to get on, and, and they could never get them off the line. And so they said, we need to create a law. Somebody say a law. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. But even with the party line, they realized that communication still needed to evolve. And so hence you and I now have the cell phone, the cell phone, the cell phone, the cell phone. And you remember when we first got the cell phone, it used to drop all the time. You'd be trying to have a conversation with somebody. First of all, it was so big, right, Cheryl? You couldn't, you couldn't take it nowhere. It was like you had, like you had some kind of equipment carrying with you. You couldn't take it too many places because it was so big. And then when they finally got it shrunk down, you'd be on the phone, Julia, having a conversation. And the next thing you know, it was, hello? Hello? And so they started with, can you hear me now? Because what they began to do, Michael, is they set up tower, cell towers, so that wherever you are, you could catch the signal and you could still have the conversation. Well, here's what's amazing. Verse 17 tells us, that Jesus had actually created a form of communication where you and I could communicate with him through the law. But the problem with the law, just like the problem with the party line and everything else that was going on, the problem with the law is, first of all, you had to go through somebody to get to him. So he had a, a problem with that. There was a problem with the law. The problem with the law was that the law only told you what you could not do. It never told you what you could do. So the law always said to you, thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. In fact, that's the reason why a lot of people don't want to come to church today because all they remember is the thou shalt not. They just remember where everybody told them what they couldn't do. And so they figured if there's so much that I can't do, then why is it that I need to be in that place just to be reminded of what I can and cannot do. And so the law was created, and it actually terrified you. I don't know if the law ever terrified you. The law terrified some folks. It made them afraid. In fact, so afraid that when Paul came back in Romans 8, he had to say to them, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who choose to live by the Spirit rather than by the law. Because he realized that people were Afraid. In fact, if we tell the truth, some of our young people today are afraid. They're afraid to, to come to this place that we are because they don't understand that the law no longer exists. The law is not here to hold you in the condemnation, but the law is here for God. And so he realized that the law just wasn't going to work. In fact, because of the weakness of our flesh, we could not have the right communication that was necessary because we could never get to him. 
Every time something happened, they had to go and kill a goat or kill a bull or kill a kill something so that they could have this communication. Because the issue was, is that you could not talk to a holy God in an unholy state. So you had to kill something because he says, without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin, remission of sin. But I like it because verse 17 said that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I like to say that this is the day that everything changed. Everything shifted because now no longer was it about this thing that you were having where other people were involved. It was no longer the party line. But now you can say Jesus is on the main line. You can call him and tell him what you want. It changed everything because now you and I no longer had to walk through this place of the killing of heifers and goats and bulls. But now we could go directly To the Father, because he says that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It was at this time, he says, I love you so much that I realized the communication that you once had, you can never get it right with me unless I change the form and now give you a way to come directly to me. I love it because I said every. Change. It's the day. It's the day that everything changed. I, I know when you and I look at it, we think about it as just a little baby in the manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. The truth is, though, you know that he wasn't born in the manger, but that's a whole other dissertation. I'm not going to get on that. He was placed in the manger. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes and he was placed. Some teacher children that he was placed in placed in the manger, but that's a whole nother thing. Somebody say a whole nother thing. But sometimes we want to take, Michael, uh, Christmas and just relegate it to this baby, you know, that was born on Christmas Day. But the reality is, it's the day that everything changed for you and me. It's the day that now grace came in on the picture. Grace came on the scene, that unmerited favor, that favor that says it doesn't matter what you and I have done. It doesn't matter where we've been. Now we have direct access with him that allows us to come. Listen, irregardless of who we are, irregardless of where we've been, irregardless of what we've done. I don't know about you, but I've done some things that if it was up to me, I wouldn't get access. But he says on this day, I sent grace. On this day, I sent unmerited favor. On this day, I sent to you something that you could not do for yourself, that you could not do on your own. And not only did I send you grace, but I sent you truth. So you got to understand grace because grace only reigns in righteousness. That's what Paul says in Romans. He says, grace only rules. Grace only reigns. Grace is only allowed where there is righteousness. Well, you say, well, then, then what, what does that mean? Because I'm not right. I'm not right. We got to work on this today, don't we? But the problem is, is that Romans says that grace can only reign in righteousness. And so if you and I were in a place where our righteousness was necessary then we'd miss it. Somebody said we miss it. We miss it because you and I are not good enough to make it happen. But listen to this. We needed the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 
We needed the son, Jesus. We needed him to come. So he says, because of what he did, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he says, because of that, you and I can now have grace and truth. And you say, well, pastor, then why do we need truth? Is it just to tell the truth? No, no, no. It's not just about telling the truth. We need truth because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. So we need the Son. We needed the Son in order to be able to communicate, in order to be able to have this relationship, in order to have this divine time of intimacy and fellowship with him where we can come directly to him. So you say, here I go, here I go, here I go. Give me two more minutes, here I go. So you say, well, Pastor, why is that important? That's important to you because it says no matter what you're going through, you can always rejoice in the fact that he sent his son that you might have grace and truth. He sent his son that you might have grace. You might have the enablement. You might have the power. You might have the favor that's necessary to achieve all in life through his son. You ought to shout, he says, about that. He says, so when you look down, don't just look and see a baby in a manger. When you look at that, you ought to say, God, I thank you that you sent me grace and truth. I thank you that you are the greatest giver because it's grace that you and I needed. It's that, that grace that says, I know you did it, but because I sent my son, when I see you, I don't see what you did, but I see the blood. See, when you and I come to Christmas, we ought to be excited. We ought to be happy because we can say, that's the day that everything changed for me. That's the day that I no longer had to go to hell, but that's the day where I could make a decision and say, Jesus, I receive you as my son. That's the day that I could say, you are my savior. See, that's the day, that's the day that everything changed. But listen to this. Today is the day that everything can change for you. The day that you realize that it's more than a gift under a tree. It's more than a meal on the table. It's more than what someone did to you or didn't do or how you feel about this or that. It's greater than that. The day that you and I grasp it and say, God, today is a day I celebrate you for the greatest gift. Because in the fullness of time, when it was just the right time, God sent forth his only begotten son so that you and I could have a right to the tree of life. So today, when you look at the tree. I want you to thank God and say, God, thank you for grace and truth. Thank you for grace and truth. Come on and thank him. Thank you for grace and truth. Thank you for a way to you. Thank you that I don't have to go around and under. Thank you I don't ever have to sit inside of some box and talk to somebody and tell them all about what I'm going through. Thank you that I can go inside my closet. I don't even have to be at home. I could just be in my inner closet and I could drop down in my heart and I could get down and I could call on you and I could say, Father, I stretch my hands to you. No other help I know. God, if you would draw myself, yourself from me, I don't know where I go. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So my prayer for you during this season is that you look beyond the fancy boxes and the gift wrapping. And you say, God, thank you for grace and truth. Thank you for grace and truth. Thank you for grace and truth. 
We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.